0: For a lot of reasons, we'll get into all those reasons as the show goes on. I don't really like to waste time. I feel like when I'm out here, we might as well just get to the shit. Let's just let's just get to the shit, okay? Let's talk about my first irresponsible move this year. My uh, my first irresponsible move this year actually involves my kids. My kids caught me and my wife fucking. Let, let's let's just start. Let's just start here. There's no real way to ease into it, so I just got to go for it, okay? Both kids. Both kids caught us fucking. If it was one, it wouldn't have been that bad, but it was both. My son saw us first. I saw him when he saw us because he called his sister. He was like, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. The crazy thing is I couldn't even get mad. I couldn't get mad at them because they came in my room based off of a rule that I put in place. I don't like locked doors in my house. Don't lock your goddamn door. I think the worst thing in the world for a parent is to not be able to get in his child's room when he wants to. Don't lock your goddamn door, especially my daughter. I told her, I said, you lock that door again, I promise you, I'm gonna kick the door down. Don't lock that goddamn door again. I go to get in my daughter's room, the door locked. I said, what did I say I was gonna do? Then I said, I was gonna kick that door down. She said, wait, I'm almost finished. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. In my mind, I thought the worst. In my mind, she was cooking cocaine. That, that's what I believe. She's gotta be. You know why? You know why I thought the worst? I thought the worst because I know what I was doing as a child whenever I was in my room and my door was closed. Whenever I was in my room and my door was closed, I was always doing the worst shit possible on the other side of that goddamn door. Every time my mom busted my room, true story people, my dick was always in my hand. Swear to God, every time. What you doing, boy? Ah! 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 One time she came in my room, I had my dick in this hand and I had matches in this hand. I don't know what was about to happen, but she got there right on time. I told her it was about to be a hot dick in this bathroom. I was gonna set this dick on fire. (laughs) Ah! The worst thing about my kids catching us having sex is that we were having sex in positions that you couldn't play off. You know, there's some sexual positions that you can play off. There's a lot of couples here tonight. I see you with your lady, sir. You and your lady having sex. And your lady laying on the side, and your kids come busting the room, you can play that off. All you gotta do is sit up, act like you're watching TV. Hey, hey, hey! Fuck out of here. Don't come back in here until we done watching TV. If you're real good and you got your bottom half covered up, when you sit up, you can technically keep fucking while you're talking. Hey, hey, hey! Get, get your ass out the goddamn room. Don't, don't come in the goddamn room. Your lady be trying to talk. Don't come in here. <laughs> this is my favorite part of the show. You can play it off. Missionary. You can play that off. You and your lady having sex in a missionary position and your kids come busting the room, all you got to do is fall down and collapse on your lady. <laughs> Make it look like you sleep. Kids are stupid. They'll believe it. Shh. Doggy style is tough. That's a tough one. Ass naked, doggy style in the middle of the bed. That's that's tough to play off. You caught. Like, what What do you do? What do you do? Oh, shit. You got one move. You got one move. You got to make it look like you're playing American football. You just got to... Get your ass out of here. We're going over football plays. Get out of here. We're playing against a couple from down the street this week. Get your ass up out of here. My biggest fear was I didn't want my kids to try to talk to me about what they saw. Please, God, don't let my kids talk to me about the shit that they saw. I'm a firm believer in letting information float in the air and disappear. I don't like to talk about it. Let it float in the air and disappear. I go downstairs in the kitchen, I see my son in the kitchen. My son gave me a look that said that he wanted to ask me about what he just saw. I gave him a look back that said, don't you fucking ask me about nothing that you just saw. And I knew I knew he wasn't really gonna try to ask me because he got in trouble in school earlier that week. I had to take my son's phone from him, which is the worst thing that you can do to a child. Taking a kid's phone is detrimental to a child's lifestyle. As soon as I took his phone, he immediately turned into a crackhead, instantly instantly. I said, give me the phone. Give me the phone. You're not getting the phone back till you get your shit together. I snatched the phone. He broke down. He said, come on, daddy. Don't do me like that. He started started moving. Don't do me like that, daddy. He said, take my leg instead. Take my leg. What? Well, give me the goddamn phone. You're not getting the phone back till you get your shit together. When I take the phone, I say to myself, you know what? I need to go through my son's phone. I need to see what my son has been talking about on this goddamn phone. It's irresponsible on my part as a parent to not know what's on my son's phone. I go to go through the phone, people, I realize I don't have the code. I don't got the thumbprint, the face ID, nothing. So I got to go back to this little nigga and ask him to put the goddamn code in the phone. Put the code in the phone so I can see what you've been talking about. Straight face, my son said, nah, man, I ain't gonna do it. (laughs) What? Boy, put the code in the phone before I punch you in the fucking throat. That's what I said. I said that. He took off running like he don't live in this house. Like, I'm not gonna see him at the dinner table in 10 minutes. I said, Ain't nobody chasing you. Give me the code to the phone before I kick you in the back. Swear to God from downstairs, all I heard was, Fuck you! Oh.
1: Oh.
0: I'm gonna kill him. I'm about to kill him. I run downstairs, grab my son by the neck. I start choking the shit out of my son. What the fuck you say to me? He couldn't breathe. He, ah, ah. he said, that's the code. The code is fuck you. Oh, that's a good code, son. That's a good code, is it? Is it Y-O-U or the letter U? How you spell it? I scratched your neck up real good, I apologize. I'm I'm gonna get you a turtleneck so you don't have to go to school looking like that. I'm sorry. My kids are getting older. Daughter's 13, my son is 10 now. Older they get, the more the arguments escalate. I caught my kids cursing at each other the other day. This shit made me laugh. If you're a parent, you're here tonight, you don't think your kids curse, you're a stupid parent. You're stupid. As soon as you walk out the house, your kids let it fly. Fuck, mother bitch, shit, dick, pussy, ass, whole bitch, it don't even go together. They say it at the same time. I heard my daughter going off on my son, giving him the business. I'm asleep, I'm laying on the couch. She's snapping. I'm sick of your shit, Hendrix. You keep fucking with me, I'ma bust your ass. I said, God damn, wait a minute. What the hell is going on in there? I don't want to blow my cover because I want to hear what my son says back. I want to hear my son's rebuttal. My son is exactly like me when I was a child. We're identical. We're exactly the same. My son is such a bitch. He's such a bitch. This is what my son said. My son goes, honestly, really? Then what? Nothing. So why are we talking about it? Okay. (laughs) What? He stormed off like he won. Okay. In my son's defense, though, man, he's got it bad. I don't know what it is about older sisters and their younger brothers. Older sisters love to whoop up on their younger brothers. I don't know why. It's a real thing. She dragged him down the steps the other day. I didn't see it. I heard it. I just heard my son. He was like, oh, God, not again. He just heard the fucking steps. But she's a tough girl. My daughter's not a little girly girl. She's a little tomboy, man. She's a tough fucking girl. She just got a period not too long ago. Took it like a champ. Shoulder shrugged it like it was nothing. I was nervous. I was nervous because I knew it was coming. I saw the signs, emotions, feelings all over the goddamn place. I tried to prepare for this period as if it was an earthquake. I went out. I bought a bunch of emergency period kits, put them in her jacket pockets her book bags. My fear was I didn't want my baby to get the blood, but at school. That was my fear. If your baby get the blood, but you got to relocate. You can't send that child back to that school. You got to fucking get a new school. You got to move. It's a bunch of expenses that go into that problem. She came downstairs. She caught me off guard. She was like, Dad, I think my period on. I panicked. Fuck. Right now? Is it happening right now? She said, mm-hmm. Something coming down my leg. Oh! All my training went out the window. I I said, go in the kitchen, get a gallon of milk, drink it, hurry up. It'll freeze the blood up. I don't know where I got that from. I pulled that out my ass. I opened up a maxi pad like it was a grenade. I said, ah, ah, ah." (laughs) I fucking missed. Shit stuck to her face. It was bad. That was a bad situation. You know what I love the most about my kids? I love that my kids don't add stress to my life. I got enough stress going on as it is. I want marriage number two. That within itself is stressful. The reason why, sir, is because this marriage has to work. It has to. You don't want to get the marriage three, four, and five. When you get there, at that point, you're not even looking for love. You're just looking for a death buddy. You're looking for somebody to die with. You trying to die together? Yes or no? I'd die with you if you die with me. You want to die together? <laughs> Crazy thing about my relationship is that it's on display. Everybody can see it. Everybody can judge it. I don't give a shit. I don't care. It's the bed I made for myself. I lay in it. What makes me laugh is when people act like they live my life. Like you walk in my shoes. Shit hit the fan for me in my marriage. Everybody had to the pain. Ugh, ugh, ugh. Kevin Hart did it again. Kevin Hart... Fucked up again. I want to make something perfectly clear to everybody here tonight. I did not fuck up again. Okay? In my first marriage, I filed for a divorce. That means that I chose to leave. That means that I made a better decision for me in my life. That's not fucking up. That's me moving on. Okay? Now, this time, I fucked up. This this, this was fucking up. Yes. Yes. But I don't like it when people act like you plan to fuck up. Nobody plans to fuck up. That's why it's called to fuck up. You don't walk outside like today's the perfect day for a fuck up. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking up all day today. This is this is fuck up weather. That's what this is. That's that's not how it happens. The important thing is to learn from it. You gotta learn from your fuck ups. Lesson number one that I learned is that whatever happens in Vegas does not stay in Vegas. Don't believe that shit. That commercial's a goddamn lie. Should be taken off the television. For the first time in my life, I had to look in the mirror. I had to look in the mirror. I had to have a conversation with myself. God damn it, Kevin. What are you doing? What are you doing? You're almost 40 years old. You're still doing the same dumb shit. Grow up. Grow up. And me realizing I had to grow up, that meant I had to go back to my wife, make my wife feel secure in understanding that I was done doing the dumb shit. That put me in heavy kiss my wife's ass mode. That's a bad place to be, fellas. I don't know if you've ever been there or not, but it's a fucked up place. You do the same thing every day. Yep, yep, yep. Whatever you need, whatever you need. This is all you do every day. Yep, yep, yep. I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. I do it, I do it, I do it, I do it, I do it every day. With that being said, you're now fighting for your woman's security. Now, when you try to fight to make sure this woman feels secure, you end up becoming insecure as a man. The reason why is because you're questioning yourself. Is she happy? Is she satisfied? Is sex so good? I'm going to ask her. Nope, I can't. If I ask her, I look weak. Now you start searching. True story. I went out, I bought a mirror, put it on my ceiling for no reason at all. It was a Tuesday. This is a true story. You don't do no shit like that on a Tuesday. That's a weekend move, not a Tuesday move. It was all good until I caught a reflection of myself in that mirror when we were fucking. Let me tell you something, people. Whatever you think you look like when you fucking, I promise you, you don't look like that. I promise you. I'm not talking about you posing in front of the mirror. I'm talking about an unexpected glimpse of yourself in the goddamn mirror. I saw the bottom of my feet. I have never been more disgusted with myself as a man until I saw the bottom of my goddamn feet. My feet were black as shit. Where was I at? I didn't wear shoes today, Jesus Christ. I wouldn't fuck nobody with feet like this. This is disgusting. My back was ashy, I had bumps on my ass. When my ass break out like this? I had a full batch of measles on my ass and didn't know it. I immediately booked the doctor's appointment. Y'all gotta fix this. I got braille on my butt. This is disgusting. Whenever you go through any insecurities, especially when it comes to sex, as a man we all turn to the same place for answers. Every man in this room has turned to porn at some point in time. Stupidest shit that a man can do. Here's why I say it's stupid. We don't give people to do porn enough credit and enough respect. Those people are professional actors and actresses. That's what they do for a living. You can't just watch that shit and go home and try it. It don't work like that. That's like watching a karate movie, going outside, getting in a fight, telling everybody to back up so you can roundhouse kick this nigga in the head. You don't know how to do that kick. It's the same thing with porn. I'm not speaking to you from a hypothetical place. I've been there. I've done it. I've tried it. I watched porn with my wife, tried to do the shit that I saw. I was nervous about it. I was having a conversation with myself. Should I do it? Should I fucking do it? Should I try it? I had good Kevin on this side. Bad Kevin was on this side. Good Kevin popped up. Good Kevin had on a pair of khakis and a v-neck sweater. He said, absolutely not. Don't do it. As a good woman, you talk to her first. Bad Kevin popped up. Bad Kevin had on a pair of leather pants and a fishnet tank top. And he was doing this. Bad Kevin. Bad Kevin said, you going to listen to a man with khakis on? No, no. He said, do it then, do it. Out of nowhere, I spit on my wife. It quick. Right in her fucking forehead. A loogie right in her goddamn forehead. It was an awkward beat of silence. Nobody said nothing. It was quiet. Out of nowhere, she was like, you just fucking spit on me! The complete opposite reaction from the lady in the porn. The lady in the porn went crazy when it happened. She was like, "Uh ah! This spit making me so hot. Ah, this spit gonna make me come. Ah. In my mind, I was like, that's how you make them come. You gotta spit on their fucking heads. I've been doing it wrong all this time. I haven't told my wife. You're not doing it right. You gotta rub it in. That's how you fucking come. I had to go downstairs to get a baby wipe, clean her head off. That was embarrassing. I go to get back in the bed, she want to talk about it. What did I tell you guys? I don't like to talk. Let it float in the air and disappear. I don't want to talk about it. As soon as I get in the bed, she was like, did you really just spit on me? I almost lied. I almost lied. Even though I know that she know that I know I did it, I almost fucking lied. The reason why is because bad Kevin popped back up. Bad Kevin was like, say it was a leak in the ceiling. I said, no, get the hell out of here, man, Kevin. Yes, yes. I spit on you. Why? I don't know. I was watching porn. I saw some shit. I tried it. She said, Kevin, let me tell you something. I don't care if you watch porn. Don't be stupid enough to bring the shit that you saw in our house. She said, I watch porn all the time. I don't try to do the shit that I saw to you. I said, uh, back the fuck up. When did this become a whorehouse? What the hell you mean you watching porn? What the hell are you watching? She was like, mm mm-hmm. everything. Ah! Instantly, it got hurt. The reason why it hurt me is because I fucking couldn't separate my pride from reality. This is a problem that all men have. See, reality is if she wouldn't watch porn, she would watch porn. If I would watch porn, I could watch porn. That's how it should be. But my pride... My pride wouldn't let it be that way. My pride wanted to know what she was watching. I want to see it. Let me see it with my eyes. I want to see it. She said, you want to see it? Let me see it. She got a laptop, opened it up. She said, my porn search is in my cookies. All you got to do is search my cookies. I said, well, you better get me a glass of milk because I'm about to eat all these goddamn cookies. The shit that I saw hurt my heart. It hurt me. The reason why is because her porn search was a complete opposite of who I am. Everything I saw was big, everything was big. Big balls to the walls, big backs on big blacks, big cocks and socks. What the fuck is going on? One of the sites wasn't even porn. One of the sites was a bunch of tall men being active. They were changing light bulbs, putting shit on shelves. Hanging paintings, what kind of sick shit is this? What the fuck is this? She was like, What? You can't do none of that stuff. I like that stuff.
1: <laughs> Ow!
0: <laughs> I went out, I bought me one of them grab sticks after that. You know those sticks? They got the claw on it, did you can grab stuff? I went and bought one. I didn't tell her. I just put it under my bed, waited for the next time that we was having sex. I was like, Yo, you know this picture by the bed is crooked. She was like, She was like, don't worry about it. We'll get somebody to come and fix it. And I I was like, or not. And I fucking, I cut the stick. She was
1: like, "Ah, you fucking like that shit? You like that shit?
0: Grab stick, save my marriage is what I'm trying to tell y'all, man. It's important to understand that you go through levels in life. There's tons of levels, man. As you go through these levels, fucking just understand what they were and become better. I'm going to give you guys one gem. If you don't take anything from this show tonight, take this one piece of information with you. So many people are on this journey to live a perfect life. I personally think it's stupid. The reason why I say it's stupid is because you have no idea what perfection is unless you've experienced imperfection. The point that I'm making is that you should embrace your flaws and fuck ups because they help make you who you're supposed to be. Don't run away from your bullshit. Embrace it and become better. That's my message. Now, right now, right now we're actually in a new stage. Uh, We just had a baby nine months ago. Kinzo Cash Hart, man. Thank you. Father of three. Father of three now. Now. Here's the thing. People thought that I was playing around when I first talked about it, but I wasn't. I didn't know if I really wanted to have another baby. The reason why is because I felt like I did it. I got the best of both worlds. I got a boy. I got a girl. We're married. My kids are your kids. You got kids. Those are your kids. She was like, I know, but they old. Oh, I want new ones. First of all, listen to me. Don't don't talk about my fucking kids like they used cars. Ain't nothing wrong with these goddamn kids. She was like, I know. I just want new ones. The thing is, I didn't know if I had the patience to deal but kids, that two-year-old age, you need patience to deal with that two-year-old baby. All you do is repeat yourself all goddamn day to a two-year-old child. You say the same shit over and over again. Hey, hey, come here, look at me. Hey, look at me. what I say? No. Come here, look at me. Hey, look at me. what I... No. Come here, look at me. Hey, hey, what I... Look at me. what I say? What... No. Come here, look at... Hey, hey, look... At... You wanna get... You wanna get... Ah, uh, you want it? No. Come here. Look. Nobody got time to do that shit all day. Ladies, stop assuming that every man has that patience because we don't. We don't have the patience. Another thing, ladies, stop making these old ass men have these fucking babies. I was at a park. I saw a 63 year old man with a two year old baby. It was sad. He was treating the baby like a loose basketball at the playground. He, hey, hey, grab that baby. Hey, goddamn. Ah fucking back god damn somebody grab that baby throw that baby back but he was a cool old head you know those old heads that are stuck like in that era in this era right here he was cool as shit he didn't know how to work none of the baby shit so he was trying to get my attention he was like hey hey young blood hey young blood let me holler at you real quick hey young blood stay yet. young blood let me holler at you real quick hey. <laughs> Give me how to young blood. I got the stroller up, but I can't get it down. It's like a hard dick on a good night. Hello, give me something. Come on now, young blood. Give me something. You know what I'm talking about. I said, look, it's a tap and release. All you got to do is tap the middle section. The stroller going to collapse. He said, show me how to do it, young blood. I tapped the stroller. The stroller collapsed. He lost it. He said, God, shit. Yeah, yeah. Young blood, anybody get you found into my car, help me properly strap my baby in the car seat. I don't think I did it right on the way over here. Let's just say I made a left and my baby slid from the right and smacked her head on the glass on the left hand side. She's bleeding and everything. I'ma tell her mother it happened at the playground, but between us, it did not. Give me some. Come on now. Hello. You know what I'm talking about. Ladies, I will say this though. When it comes to having patience, you got it. I take my hat off to you. You actually deserve all the accolades that come your way when it comes to dealing with a child, ladies. Feeding your kid, bathing your kid, clothing your kid, to school, from school, potty training. Some of you do it while you work. It's unfucking believable. Unbelievable. But, but, the one thing that you are not, ladies, is fun. You're not fun. Now, I know some women instantly got an attitude. What bullshit? I'm fucking fun. You don't even know. I'm so much fun. No, you're not. You're not. You've never heard a kid say, I can't wait to get home and play with my mom. You ain't never heard that. It's never happened. The reason why is because you try to blur the lines, ladies. You want to do it all. You want to be the fun parent and the disciplinarian. You can't be both. You got to pick one. See, the fun tag gets slapped on the dad's back. We don't ask for it. It's just the way that it is. We don't want to be the disciplinarian either. But you make us become the disciplinarian. As soon as a man walks in the house, you hit him with the bullshit. Go in there and go fuck that baby up. What? What? I just got home. I just walked in the house. You gonna let him disrespect us? Us? Ain't nobody said shit to me. Ain't nobody said shit to me. Now you got to go give a confused ass whooping. Your mother said I got to fuck you up. <laughs> what I do? I don't know. I don't know what you did. Just, she said fuck you up or get fucked up. I choose you. I'm gonna fuck you up. <laughs> now right now, I know some women are taking to themselves and you're like, so what, Kevin? If it's about having fun, then just go have fun. It's not that easy. Having fun is a very difficult job. The reason why I say that is because kids don't know how to shut fun off. Kids think fun lasts forever. I'm going to tell you the scariest shit in the world for a man to see after a long day at work. Long day at work, you get home, you put your key in the door, you open up that door real slow. Scariest shit in the world for a man to see is that baby with all that energy on the other side. Oh, yeah! Daddy home, it's time to play!
1: I wanna play, Daddy. I've been
0: taking naps with mommy all day. I wanna play that game where you try to close your eyelids and I keep opening them back up. Oh, yeah. It's time to play, Daddy. I make a bet. I make a bet right now that every man in this room that has a child has done what I'm about to say at least one time. At least one time. Long day working work, in your car, you're driving home. you pull pulling your driveway. When you pull pulling your driveway, that baby with all that energy runs to the window, opens up the blinds. Oh, yeah! Daddy home, it's time to play. You see the baby in the blinds, the baby see you. You and the baby are looking at each other. You locked eyes with the goddamn baby. You staring at the baby, the baby's staring at you and you back out the driveway. You back out the goddamn driveway. Fuck that baby today. I'd rather go back to work and throw boxes at the goddamn wall to deal with that baby today.
1: Where you going, daddy?
0: Fuck you, baby. Fuck you, baby. You're only laughing because it's true. With that being said, it's very important to understand your patience. You gotta know your patience levels older you get, thinner your patience gets. My patience is definitely wearing thin. I know it is. You know how I know? Because I'm not the same guy that I used to be with my dogs. I'm a dog dude, people. I love dogs. You hear me? Love dogs. Shouts out to my other dog lovers. If you're here tonight, Shouts out to you. Love dogs. I got two dogs. I got a big ass Doberman. That's Roxy. That's my heart. Love Roxy to death. Then we got a little men pin, that's rigs. I'm gonna be honest with y'all, I don't give a fuck about that dog. That's my wife's dog. I don't care, I don't care about that dog. But my dog, my dog is trained. Trained to the max. But I got comfortable. I got comfortable with my dog. When you get comfortable, things change. True story. I wake up 5.30 in the morning, I walk in my hallway. My dog went to the bathroom in the hallway. I see it. I got a decision to make. Do I go get my dog, discipline my dog and clean this up right now? Or do I get back in the bed And deal with it later when I wake up. It's 5.30. I chose to get back in the bed. I'll deal with it later when I wake up. 7.15. My wife wakes up. All I hear is, oh my God. The dog went to the bathroom in the hallway. I sat up acting like I didn't know nothing. You gotta be fucking kidding me. I said, you want me to get it? You want me to clean it up? She was like, no, I'm up now. I'll get it. I was like, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I knew you would get it. That's why I left it there, I exactly do. At that moment, I thought to myself, I said, God damn it, Kevin, is this the kind of man you wanna be? Do you wanna be the man that doesn't give 100% because you know your other half is gonna put up the percentage that you failed to give? No, I don't, I don't. And I was about to be, I was about to be that guy, until so my best friend Harry showed up in my house with his two-year-old baby. Harry's got a two-year-old baby, I call his baby a great baby. Let me tell you guys what I mean when I say a great baby. A great baby is a baby that does adult shit at a baby age. Now, Harry showing up in my house with this baby unannounced was a bitch move. I didn't like that at all. That was a bitch move. But my wife, my wife fell for it. As soon as she saw the baby, she was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. No. No. Y'all haven't had a break since y'all had that baby. Leave the baby with me and Kev. We're going to watch the baby for y'all today. He said, Kev, is that okay with you? I said, as you can see... I don't run my household. I have no control over my household. They leave the baby with us. They get in the car, they drive off. Here's how I knew this was a great baby. When they drive off, the great baby's waving by. She's standing on the front step. She turns around, taps me on the leg twice. She said, pardon me. I said, what the fuck did you just say? This is a little black baby. I've never heard a black person say pardon me, never. I move out the way, the great baby walks in the kitchen. I tell my wife, the great baby might be hungry. Let's see if she wants something to eat. You want a sandwich? Great baby says, yes, we make a sandwich, put it on the plate, sit the plate on the countertop. The plate made a noise when it hit the countertop. The great baby tapped the countertop and looked at me. She said, granite, is it granite? I said, what the fuck, yes yes great baby that is a granite countertop who's been watching hg tv with this baby i'm blown away at this point i feel like i don't even need to be around a baby i've seen enough i go in the living room I finish watching tv great baby follows me in the living room gets up on the couch starts watching tv with me we get done watching tv the great baby goes to get off the couch but well, she didn't get off the couch like a regular baby regular babies turn on their stomach and they slide down until their feet hit something Sometimes it's the floor, sometimes it's not. That's the gamble that a regular baby is willing to take. The great baby didn't do that. The great baby sat up at the edge and jumped. Ah. She landed, with both hands in the air. She looked at me, she said, 10? Is it a 10? You fucking right, it's a goddamn 10, great baby. You stuck the shit out of that landing. At this point, I've seen enough. I've seen enough, I'm blown away by the great baby. The great baby can take care of herself. Great baby is now walking all over the house. Once again, this is a true story. 10 minutes go by, 10 minutes go by, I smell shit. I smell it. I turn around, there's a pile of shit in the middle of my living room floor. My Doberman is on this side, the great baby is on this side. Now I'm pissed, my dog didn't bark. You didn't scratch the door and I ain't getting in trouble. I go grab my dog by the collar, I discipline my dog. You know better than this. You don't go to the bathroom in the house. And more importantly, you don't embarrass me like this in front of this goddamn great baby. I go put my dog in the cage. I go back to clean it up. I look at it. That's not my dog shit. I know what my dog shit look like. It don't look like that. I look at the great baby. The great baby got on a white pamper. There's no shit anywhere around a pamper. Now I'm confused. Because I know what I'm looking at. Somebody's it on the floor. I'm looking at shit on the floor. shit it on the floor. I'm so confused. I go wake my wife up. My wife sleep on the couch. Babe, babe, wake up, wake up. What? Hey, wake up. What? Hey, did you shit on that floor before you laid on this goddamn couch? What? Did you shit on the floor before you laid on this goddamn couch? Ain't nobody shit on no floor. Somebody shit on the floor. I turn back around. Me and the great baby lock eyes. Now I feel like the great baby trying to play me. I said, great baby, I've been nothing but good to you since you've been in my house. You came in the house, you wanted something to eat, I made you a sandwich, we watched TV, you jumped off the couch, I gave you a 10. For you to shit on my floor is disrespectful. Did you shit on my floor? The great baby was like, pardon me? Shut the, shut up, shut up, shut up. Did you shit on my floor? Great baby, put both hands in the air and turned around as if to say, check me. I take two fingers, put my fingers in the back of the pamper, I pull the pamper out. There's no shit in the back of the pamper. At this point, I'm fucked up in the head. Now, now, now I question myself. Did it? Did I shit on the floor? I didn't shit on the no floor. I would know if I shit on the floor. I didn't shit on the floor. I apologize to the great baby. Great baby, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have came to you like that. You've been nothing but great since you've been in my house. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go look at my security cameras. I got cameras all over the house. I go look at the cameras. Whoever shit on my floor was a a mastermind. This was a planned attack. I say that because they shitted in the one blind spot that I have in my house. I couldn't see a damn thing from this spot. So I I had to take one for the team. I go get the cleaning materials, I come back, I clean it up. It took me 45 minutes to get this up out the carpet. I'm pissed, pissed. Harry comes back to get the great baby. Y'all had a good time? Y'all enjoy the baby? My wife is ecstatic. Oh my God, oh my God, we love that baby. What about you, Kev? I said, hey, that's a great baby, y'all doing a good job. Can I talk to you? Over here, away from everybody, please. Uh, I just wanna tell you that I snapped on the great baby I was pissed off because somebody shitted on my floor he said what I said somebody shitted on my floor he said oh my god she did that I said excuse me he said she did that she know how to take her pamper pull it to the side then she'll shit wherever she at then she'll put the pamper back I forgot to tell you that when I dropped her off How the fuck do you forget to tell me that? That should have been the first thing you said when you dropped this shitty ass baby off at my goddamn house. My dog came up. My dog was like, you got to put that bitch in a cage. I said, hey, hey, go lay down. Go lay down. I said, dude, I'm pissed off. It took me 45 minutes to get up by the carpet. My wife was like, exactly. I said, babe, not now. Let me handle it. She said, I'm just saying exactly. I said, exactly what? She said, I saw the baby when she did it, but I didn't feel like cleaning it up, so I just acted like I was asleep. I said, ain't this about a bitch? Ain't this about a bitch? She exactly me back, people. She got me good. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I don't really like having company over my house. I don't. The reason why is because my house got robbed. Whenever your house gets robbed, it messes with you mentally. It's all about protecting my household. I'm the man of the house. I'm going to protect my household. So I went out. I bought nine guns. Put them in secret compartments all over my house. Understand something. You cannot put guns in secret compartments in your house without playing out fake scenarios in your head that help justify you putting the guns in these places. This is where you go crazy. I was in the house for three hours by myself. Acting out shit that never happened. Oh, oh, shit. Oh, shit. This how you gonna do me, huh? You gonna rob me at the front door? Okay, okay. I'm gonna give you what you want. I'm gonna give you what you want. Just let me check the mailbox one last time. Thunk department. gonna rob me in the guest bathroom okay okay I'm gonna get what you want I'm gonna get what you want
1: oh
0: shit oh shit this how you gonna do me huh you gonna rob me in the kitchen while I'm cooking for my family on Thanksgiving okay okay I'm going to give what you want. I'm going to give what you want. Just let me open the oven and check on the turkey one last time. Come, me Oh, shit. Oh, shit. This how you going to do me? You gonna rob me in the living room while I'm sitting on the couch in front of the fireplace masturbating? Okay. Okay. I'm gonna get what you want. I'm gonna get what you want. Just let me log off a of porn hub one last time. Fuck a The whole time I was getting robbed trying to get them to go where the guns were. Come on, man. that come over my house once a month once a month we have game night at my house once a month I'll be honest with you people I personally don't like game night I can't stand game night I think game night brings the worst out of couples especially in my household because we're way too competitive we play Monopoly but I don't like the way we play Monopoly we don't play it correctly we allow the negotiations to go outside of the game of Monopoly for example Here's how we negotiate. All right, let's say we're playing, right? Here's how we negotiate. I said, all right, look, you can land on my property two times without paying, but you gotta pay my parking ticket that I got in real life yesterday. If you agree to that, that's our deal. You understand what I'm saying? Last time we played, I got pissed because the women, the women got drunk. When women get drunk, women, you guys can get stupid when you get drunk. You got two levels, ladies. You got not drunk and stupid. You skip all this space, like literally. You just hop over all the fucking space. It's either, no, I'm not drinking like that tonight. Or it's, oh my God, I'm so fucked up. It's it's one or the other. It's, oh, oh my God, I can't believe I got this fucked up. Somebody put one of the Monopoly pieces in my butt. What? What'd you say? I'm so fucked up. They messed up the game. And I was killing the game. I was destroying the goddamn game. Now, I can admit I'm very childish when I play board games. Very childish. Whenever you land on my property, I make DJ noises. Every time. Every time you land on my property. You gotta pay that. You gotta fucking pay that. My wife was drunk. She landed on my property. I lit her up. You gotta fucking pay that. You gotta pay that. You ever see a woman when she's drunk, but she try to talk like she's not drunk, but she's clearly drunk? She was like, I, 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 it ain't even that serious. Like, how, 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 how much, how much I owe you? What I owe you? I look down. She don't have no money. You don't even have no money. Stop wasting time. Take your piece. Put your piece in the box. Get the fuck up. You lost. man, get the fuck out of here. You gonna do me like that? You gonna do your wife like that? Yes, yes. It's a game. All I wanna do is win. I took a piece, I plucked it. Pat. That shit shot across the room somewhere. Man, get the fuck out of here. All my trash talk is within the game of Monopoly. She takes it outside the game of Monopoly. She goes, all you wanna do is win. That's all you wanna do. Well, all I wanna do is come sometimes. What? What? You, what? What? the fuck they gotta do with anything? What they gotta do with the goddamn game? I don't know where Harry and Wayne stood up. They was like, man, mm mm-mm. He don't make her come. I said, ain't this a bitch? I got mad. I messed up the game. Everybody out. Get the fuck out. Everybody out of my house. Get out. As they started walking out, Harry and Wayne was like, man, fuck this house. And these fake ass guard dogs. When he said that, a light bulb went off in my head for the first time. I immediately thought to myself, where were my dogs? when I got robbed. Where were my dogs? I run, I go look at that security cameras. i would be damned if I didn't see four eyes in the closet doing this shit right here. There's... They was looking at the whole thing. You could hear them talking. They're like, God damn, they're taking everything. Do you see this? This is ridiculous. They're not leaving nothing behind. I'm glad we got our stuff in here. You got your bed, you got your bowl. He got to get a guard dog. I'm not going to live like this. This is not safe for us. Bet you are the guard dog. (laughs) You need friends like the ones I got. I have amazing friends, man. I truly believe that I would not be where I am today if it were not for my support group. My friends have a lot to do with my level of success. That's why I'm loyal to them. That's why I'm true to them. Over the summer, I took them to Japan. I said, let's do something different. Let's go embrace another culture. The word no cannot exist. They said, bet, let's do it. We go to Japan. First thing they want to do when we got to Japan is go to the amusement park. Now, if you really know me, if you really follow me, you know I don't like amusement parks. But I said the word no doesn't exist, and that's what I meant. We go to the amusement park in Japan. When we first got there, I have to be honest, I was blown away. The shit was incredible. The reason why I was blown away is because I, I was the tallest person in the park. This, this is a true story. It's, it's a true story. They were calling me Godzilla, there's a Godzilla. I was giving out advice that I've never given, telling people to drink milk, eat their vegetables, shit I've never said. We go to get on a roller coaster. Once again, I don't do roller coasters, but I said the word no doesn't exist, and that's what I meant. We go to get on this roller coaster, and it made me realize how spoiled some of us are. We're very spoiled. For example, we go to amusement parks, you get on a roller coaster, you used to hearing a click when you put the shit over your head. That's how you know you're locked in. (laughs) <laughs> yeah let's go bitch locked and loaded I'm ready in Japan it wasn't no click they put the shit over me I can still move it I was like yo, yo, I ain't, I ain't got no click my shit ain't click I ain't got no click Ew. I looked down my row with some Japanese people in the aisle I was like yo I ain't got no click this lady took a camera out start taking pictures I was like bitch no this ain't the time for that this is not the time for that this is serious Japanese guys walking back down the aisle. I flag him down. I'm like, yo, yo, I ain't got no click. I ain't got no click. My shit ain't click. Scariest moment of my life. He looked me in the eye. We lock eyes together. He goes,
1: so excited, so excited. I said, what? What'd you just say? So excited,
0: so excited. It started moving. The roller coaster started moving. I can't jump out because it's too high. So I wrap my arm under the bar. I said, God, not like this. You didn't bring me to Japan to end it like this, did you? Don't do it like this. It takes off. When it takes off, my stomach immediately falls in my ass. Immediately. My my belly button in my asshole was touching. It was doing this right here. I start farting and burping. Oh, God, I'm going to die. I'm going to fucking die. I know it. I'm about to die right now. It turns out. It was one stop. It was a tram. This is what took you to the roller coaster. Didn't nobody tell me that. They don't communicate in Japan. The name of the roller coaster was so excited. So excited. We got off the roller coaster. They're like, so excited. I said, no, I'm not. You don't see these feces on my back? I done shit it all on myself. Get me the hell out of here. <laughs> Japan was very tough for me, very tough. The reason why Japan was so tough for me is because I didn't have a translator. Nobody told me that I needed a translator. So when we got there and I saw that I needed one, I was like, fuck it, it's too late. I gotta figure it out. Here's why I was very tough. I don't eat seafood, people. I'm allergic to seafood. Everywhere you go eat in Japan, it's all seafood. Now you don't wanna be racist, you don't wanna be an asshole, but you end up doing racist asshole shit by accident when you try to communicate. Cause you don't speak the language, so, you just mimic what they do when they talk. It's the most racist thing I've ever done in my life. I was, chicka, chicka, chicka. I was fucking, I just kept getting low. Chicka, chicka. I saw a reflection of myself, immediately got disappointed. Jesus Christ, Kevin, look at you. I had a Snickers bar lasting me for four days. I just take a bite, and put it in my pocket. <laughs> I was weak. I was fucking weak, man. I was like, I'm hungry, I need to eat. My friends wanted to go out the last night. I said, I can't. I'm about to die. Y'all go. Y'all go. I just want to go to bed, wake up, get on the plane, and eat. That's all I want to do. They go out. I stay home. I wake up in the middle of the night. My stomach is killing me. I call the front desk. A woman picked up the phone. She said, hello, front desk, may I help you? It's the first time that I heard English outside of my friends since I've been in Japan. You would have thought that I was Tom Hanks in Castaway. I lost it. Ah!
1: <laughs>
0: chicken <laughs> Please chicken She was like sir calm down calm down What room are you in? I don't I don't know I don't know She said look at the phone your room number is on the phone
1: <laughs> Okay I'm I'm in room. I'm in room. Line, line, dash, cross, house. I don't know how to read it. I, it, looks, it, looks like a, it looks like an abandoned building with no windows made out of bamboo sticks. I don't know. So excited. I don't know. <laughs> Help.
0: Did you get it? Did you get the joke? You got it? Because the way they write their numbers, you got it? I just felt like you should've gave a bigger laugh. I don't think your laugh is is what it should've been, huh? I almost threw this goddamn microphone at your head just now, sir. (laughs) He said you to court. I love the fact that I can travel. I love the fact that I can take my kids places that I never dreamed or imagined I'd be able to. Every year, every year around the holidays, I take my kids to Aspen. Now, I don't want you guys to think I take my kids to Aspen because we can ski, because we cannot. I just like the fact that we're the only black people there when we go. It looks great. It just looks good. Last time we went, I actually got into an accident on the bunny slopes. I'm trying to learn how to ski. Now, on the bunny slopes, they don't give you ski poles, they take your ski poles away. The reason why is because they want you to get comfortable with going from right to left and falling. So I'm on the bunny slopes, they push me down the slope. I'm in my ski stance, right? I'm going down. At the corner of my eye, I see a kid coming this way. Now, I'm not good at math. I'm not good at math at all. But I know if he keeps coming this way and I keep going this way, we're going to fuck each other up somewhere, somewhere up here. As I'm getting closer, I'm like, y'all, I'm about to hit this kid. My instructors start yelling, fall, fall, fall. I'm trying. I can't. I can't. They didn't teach me. I'm not going down. Now I got to make a decision. Do I just run this kid over and keep going? Or do I become a hero? I chose to do some hero shit. As I got closer, I picked the kid up. I said, ah when I picked the kid up, I thought that the weight would make me stop. But instead, we did like a little hop, and we start going down another slope. But this, this was the real shit. This was not a part of the bunny slope. I knew it was real, because when we started going down, this lady, she was like, He got my baby! And I was like, that's not good. That is not good at all. I said, God, please don't let this baby be white. Don't let this be a white baby. Because I couldn't see the baby. The baby had on a snowsuit. I lift up that visor, that little Japanese head popped out like this, and they said, "So excited!" I like, oh my God! Oh my God! I got nervous. Just left the baby there. I had to go. Last time we went, I got pissed off because the singer Seal showed up on my Black Week. I was pissed. It's my Black Week. I've been coming here for the last four to five years on this week for you to show up on my black week is very selfish and inconsiderate of you, Seal. He said, Kevin, what are you talking about? You don't own this week. I said, hell if I don't, I do. He said, I didn't even know you skied. I said, why else would I be here unless I skied? He said, what mountain are you going to? I said, which one are you going to? He said, buttermilk, the big one. I said, well, I guess I'll see you there. I go to my instructor, I said, hey man, Seal is here and he's trying to out black me on my black week you got to take me and my family up to Buttermilk Mountain. My instructor took us up to Buttermilk Mountain. When we got there, he was very honest. He said, look, you guys have no business being up here. He said, this mountain is way too advanced for you guys. You don't know how to maneuver. If you go straight, you're going to die. So we got to chop the mountain up. We got to make big S's going down the mountain. I said, perfect. You go first, then me, then my son, then my daughter, then my wife. In my mind, If anybody falls, they're going to fall on me. That's how I'm going to keep my family together. That's what I'm thinking in my head, okay? We start going down the mountain. Exactly what he said is coming true. We're making big S's. Out of nowhere, a gust of wind shoots by my face. I turn around. I don't see my son. I have no idea where my son is. I turn back around this way. The instructor said, oh, my God, your son is going straight. I'm going to go get him. I said, no, you're not. You're not going to do no such thing. He made his choice. He chose death. That's what he chose. You're not about to go save him and leave us stranded. Next thing you know, I got to eat my wife's ass to survive. My wife was like, I still ain't going to come. Will you shut the fuck? Shut up. My daughter was like, man, man, man. Shut the up. Everybody shut up. Out of nowhere, Seal came flying over the mountain. Seal was like, I'll save him." The crowd start fucking cheering. As the music start playing, I don't even know where the goddamn speakers were. I'm pissed. I told my instructor, hey, man, get me to the bottom of the mountain. Seal is trying to out-black me on my black week. We get down to the bottom of the mountain. Seal's got my son on his shoulders. It's a crowd of people around him celebrating. I'm pissed. Pissed. Seal, give me back my fucking son. Right now, give me my son. He said, you need to be thanking me for saving your son's life. I said, ain't nobody ask you to do that. I was willing to live with the consequences. Give my fucking son back right now. He said, you're not going to keep talking to me like that in front of these people. I said, fuck you and these people. Steel popped out his skis without using his hands. Pop, pop. He got in a fighting stance. I tried to do the same thing, but I couldn't do it. I just ended up leaning all over the place. Like Michael Jackson in that fucking smooth criminal video. The crowd thought I was doing it on purpose. They was like, oh!